Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I am your host, Stacy Heller. Stacy Connects is all about making connections through conversation. It's about asking questions instead of making assumptions, and it's about engaging with the elephant in any room. Whether you listen to the show live or later via whatever podcast platform you may use, thank you very much for listening. I so appreciate it. Uh, I have my own little uh, listening group or support group or fan base uh, with my mom and the glop. and so, hello, ladies. I so appreciate you having your dinner, Trey Fatelli, and uh, keeping mom company and keeping up her spirits because all of these injuries for her have been no fun at all. So thank you to all of my listeners, dear and far. Uh, you can follow my Instagram account, Stacy Talks, for updates and information. Eventually, there will be updates and information. I'm behind. Um, but hey. I'm honest, and I'm cute. If you want to call into the show live, then you can do so by calling 425-373-5527. I'll say it again. 425-373-5527. Otherwise, feel free to text or call. Now, notice the difference in area code. 475-999-2726. My guest is looking at me like, wait, why? Because it's a Google number. So it's associated with my show. And so people can call and text and then they can get directly to me. But I'm not passing out my um, cell phone to the entire world because, you know, the entire world does listen to Stacy Connects every Tuesday. Good plan. Right. Uh, so, by the way, my guest today is Sally Porter. She is a dear longtime friend of mine, and she is a teacher of the deaf, and she is also affiliated with this very cool app and service Yes, that uh, is to help those that are hearing impaired. Deaf or hard of hearing, yes. Yeah. I, so this is part of what we're going to talk about is like, what is what is the terminology that you use? So we'll get into that and uh, making sure that we constantly evolve in how we talk about people because that's tricky. I mean, you know, Annie, uh, so for those of you that don't know that listen are listening, uh, my daughter Annie, she is a uh, special ed teacher. And so, you know, just making sure that you use the correct vernacular, it changes constantly. And you yes, want to be respectful. Does. Yes, it does. Yeah. So, you know, so I will talk about that as well today. Super. Um, okay. So conversations and observations from the past week. This is how I always start the show. Um, I've already said hello to my mother, who I am planning to visit in March. I'm trying to figure out when. And my husband, after spending uh, uh, five days with mom, he had a really good time. And he was like, so I was thinking maybe we go visit your mom and then we go on to Florida and we'll see my parents. And so, hey, mom, it looks like you're going to get both Pete and me 
for a visit. So exciting. Um, so here is the biggest thing that happened in the past week. I went to Chicago. Actually, Sally went to Chicago as well. So uh, a friend of ours, her daughter, uh, got married. And it's a big moment when the first of your friend's kids get married. It makes you feel like old. It is... uh, it makes you think about your own. Yeah, it makes you say you can speak. She's signing everything. It's making me laugh. Like Sorry. she's doing all these signs. And I'm like, does that mean sad? <laughs> um, it, it makes you emotional because I think it makes you realize where you are in the time space continuum with your own kids. Right. And that like, Very oh, my much. gosh, like our kids are that much closer to that than they are to when they were infants. Um, so there's that piece. It makes me think about my own wedding day and like the choices that, you know, we made, not even, not even about the spouse. Like you and I are, we're both with our spouse that, that we married all those years ago, but more like, you know, where your focus was and on the music and on the food and like, would I wear that dress again? Would you wear that dress again? Yes, I would. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, I think that. If it was the same, if I was the same person, it was the same time, yes. I think my dress very much reflected my, my youth. youth. Yes, <laughs> my youth. Um, if I were to do it now with, like, my sensibility now, I think it would look much different. Agreed. And so, so going to Chicago was really fun because I hadn't been there in years. And so it's fun to travel when... Your friends are also going to the same place and you can hang out and you get to see old friends and that kind of thing. Uh, the wedding was definitely um, a big part of it. And, and as I said, it makes you think about your own kids. It made me think about my own wedding. And it was like storing away ideas for when my kids get married. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got two boys, so you're in a different kind different of place. boat. I'm, I've got two and two. And, you know, so you're storing away these ideas like, ooh, that's a good idea. And, you know, one thing that I thought was brilliant, and my mom will likely um, disagree with me when I say this, they didn't go overboard or they didn't even, like, really do any flowers uh, per se. Like, there weren't table arrangements with flowers. The bouquets were pretty simple, as were the boutonnieres. I don't even remember the boutonniere if there was one. Um, it was, yeah. And the thing is like, that's a huge expense typically. True. Right. And so instead they put the money into the band, which was amazing. And the alcohol, which was amazing. (laughs) Um, and the venue and the food. Um, so that was really interesting to be like, did I, did I miss that? No, I didn't. And what a way to save money and to prioritize differently. Agreed. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, I also loved what they did for the um, the guest book, per se. Mm-hmm. So they had, uh, for every table, to denote which table you were at, there was a bottle of wine with a big number on it. And then they had put, they had fixed a label over the back of the wine bottle. And so you could write a message. And the idea is that, uh, that, Nico and Reagan, who were the bride and groom, uh, or the 
in this case, the groom and bride, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they could read it on that anniversary. So like we were at table five. So on their fifth wedding anniversary, they'll be able to read what everybody wrote. And I was like, oh, very sweet idea. Really sweet idea. And it's not in a book that you're thinking, why do I have this? Right. <laughs> and that you're not really going to read and it's going to go away in storage. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're if you are um, if you're a drinker, obviously. Like, or your kids are a drinker. Right. Um, it's kind of a cool thing. And there's something about the the bottle of wine that it can be a social thing, too. Yes. You know, like, on your anniversary, it could be just the two of you. It could be you're celebrating it with other family or eventually, you know, your kids or whatever it is. And so that's kind of cool. I really like that idea. I thought, very creative. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I thought, that was really cool. Um. I don't know. There was just all these things that I was paying attention to. Yes. That I, I like the the after the ceremony, we all went to a different floor and socialized and they had appetizers and um, it was great. And then we went well, while they did whatever they needed to do. All their pictures and all that stuff. So right? it wasn't like we were sitting around the tables wondering, OK, how right. much, when, when? And then I what I really appreciated is, oh, this is the other thing I thought was really cool. So uh, the band, uh, he announced, you know, welcome to the happy couple. And they came out and the cake was already set up on the dance floor and they cut the cake like right then and there. So then everybody's there. They see you do it. And it's like, bam, done. And so then catering can then go cut the cake and do what they need to do. I thought that was very cool. Yes. Agreed. Um, And then the last thing that um, I thought was really awesome is that. After they had dinner, uh, they had opened up the bar again, but they had, like, right in the last 45 minutes, snacks and things. Yes. So that people were not drinking on an empty stomach after all the dancing and, and moving about and everything. So it was just, it was fun. Yes, very fun. Neat way to end it, too. Yeah, it really was. Um, and then the next day, I went to the Art Institute, and it took me back to when I was a little kid and uh, going to museums with my parents um, I saw a Henry Moore, which made me think of when I used to go to uh, a place in New York called Storm King, and there was a Henry Moore. And uh, seeing, like, all these paintings that it's like, oh, my gosh, like, there's American Gothic. And, you know, and there's, like, just certain paintings that are so iconic. Um, and, of course, it's where Ferris Bueller's Day Off was shot. So, you know, I want the Ferris Bueller's tour. I think it would be short. But, but it'd be fun. But it would be fun, right? <laughs> yep. But then you need the parade, too. So I don't know that that's going to happen. Hmm. Um, anyway, it was a very fun weekend hosted by Karen and Hal Mady, and they did an amazing job. So kudos and cheers to them and to the happy couple. Um, all right. Now, uh, my Stacyism for today. So this is something that uh, conversations with um, – Kids, mostly my own, but also other people's, uh, brought this one up for me again. Uh, Basically about how um, you need to tell kids the truth. Now, at the level where they are, right, Um, you know, you're going to be aware of that what you tell a four-year-old is going to be way different than what you tell a 14-year-old. However, you need to tell kids the truth because they see through uh, smiles, And they sense when you're lying. And 
the things that, uh, you know, my kids have shared that, you know, they're like, you weren't telling us the whole story or we knew what was going on. And it created actually more anxiety for us uh, not knowing. It was an interesting perspective to have that, you know, just not being straight with us creates more upset. And when you're young, you go to the worst possible scenario versus it could be something very simple. Like, no, you can't go to the circus because right now we don't have two nickels to rub together. (laughs) And so that's an extra expense. And, you know, there's a way to, like, tell kids what's going on or, you know, no, I'm not, you know, mad at you. I am going through a rough time or whatever it was um, or whatever it is. So it's just something that uh, there's been this thread lately in conversations that I've been having uh, with younger people that's like, look, like we knew something, like we know something's up. So just, you know, tell us what's up and uh, and then we can deal with it together. So um, so that's my Stacyism for today. Um, tell kids the truth. Let's take a really quick break here. And then when we come back, we're going to chat with Sally and about the work that she does, both independently and with Tive. We'll be right back. Do you feel challenged by the thought of getting ready every day? Want to make a great first impression, but don't feel your wardrobe represents who you really are? Does the thought of trying to find great clothing that fits your body and lifestyle have you overwhelmed? Michael Bruce Image Consulting is a premier image consulting company that can help you get your style back on track. Contact them at michaelbruceimageconsulting.com or call them at 425-214-4155 and start that conversation today. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Hey, everybody. This is Stacey Heller, uh, and you are listening to Stacey Connects. And on my show today is my dear friend, Sally Porter. Uh, However, she's not here as, like, my gossipy girlfriend today. I could be. I mean, you could be. (laughs) Uh, However, you're here in a different capacity. Um. Now, one thing that I want to address when we were heading out to break, I said the name wrong. And so um, it's not Tive, it's Tiv. And explain, I love the explanation of like why it's said that way. Tiv is what we use to have creative words, imaginative, um, transformative, connective, supportive. All of them have All the Tivs. Yep. I love that. Like action words. Yes. So so it's TIV. Uh, and we're going to we're going to get back to talking about that. But I wanted to make sure that right off the bat, we clarified that. And I loved the explanation that you gave, um, you know, especially when you said connective. I mean, Stacey connects. Connects. I mean, exactly. so uh, being connective is key. So, OK. 
we're going to get to this piece that you've done. However, you know, you grew up um, in California and, you know, a, a upbringing similar to mine. Yep. I mean, you know. Yep. And what was it that drew you to this uh, profession that, like, of all the things. Of all the things out there. Yeah, when I graduated from college, I worked as a legal recruiter for um, a couple of years and thought, yeah, nope, this is not for me. And went back to school for teaching um, and then realized I couldn't really get a job because I didn't have a specialty mm. to teach in Southern California. So I um, went through a program at the John Tracy Clinic, which is associated with USC. Okay. Uh, the John Tracy is a clinic uh, for children who are deaf and hard of hearing and their parents. It's a um, three to five. So it's a preschool. And they also have a family school and then they have a graduate program. You can do it through them. So got my master's in deaf education. Okay. I'd always, I, I met somebody when I was about 10 and learned the alphabet and learned a few signs and just loved it and always remembered it. So um, my father met somebody and who mentioned this program, and so it just kind of spiraled into itself there. And I was free because I didn't have a job, uh, a nine-month program for my master's. Uh, so you, have, you go full-time, but it was great. Um, the John Trace Clinic is an oral school, so they do all rehabilitation. They do listening or okay. lip-reading. Okay. And um, using the usable hearing that's there and... Also through lip reading, through cues, all sorts of different manner. Okay. Um, and Yeah, it's important to denote that there is, like, I think a lot of people make assumptions about, like, American Sign Language, right? And so that is not, there are more than one ways, one way to skin a cat, yes, right? Yes, yes. And, and it really depends I, on your hearing loss, what you don't have, that, that has your path to choose. That's probably going to have your path to success. Um, so what I mean by that is it's, it, it, there's so many things there, there's your community, there's your education, there's belief systems and all those things have you choose what is best for you and your family. So when a child is diagnosed with a hearing loss, um, to some hearing parents, they will ask, would you like to do oral? So that's that way. There is C signs, which is S E E signs. Okay. It's signing exact English, and that is signing signs in English word order and adding all of the endings. So if I was doing oh, okay. a sentence and I was talking about boys, I would sign, do the sign boy and put an S on the end. Okay. Interesting. So, so C is an acronym for yes. the signing exact English. Okay. Yes. Um, and then there's, then there's next to that is pigeon sign English, which is ASL signs in English word order. Okay. And then there is true ASL, which is not spoken. It is, it is a, a visual language, um, and you, you can't speak it while you're doing it. Right. So interesting. Okay. So, uh, for instance, when uh, at the Super Bowl, when they are signing the, uh, what you call it, national, national anthem, anthem. Um, which one is typically done? ASL. Because, okay. so interesting, so if you think about it, when we talk about things, we have slang, and yes. we have things that we say that, that mean something else, and we all have heard 
them many times and so, ah, I know how to do that. Right. Um, for a, a hearing child to learn a new word, they hear it three times. Mm-hmm. See it. Ah, oh, okay, good. For a, a child with a hearing loss, it's over 10. Wow, okay. And that's a lot. So it's a lot of repetition and things go back. Um, I got off task now. No, but back. yeah, so the... So typically, like with uh, the national anthem or things like Thank that, you. <laughs> using ASL as choice versus pigeon ASL or C or right. oral. Be- so um, when you're doing ASL, he was he translated the words in what they meant. So um, great example that I think a lot of people get um, the song, the YMCA. Yeah. OK, you're short on your dough. They're not talking about dough like a batter right dough is a slang for money right so in the song i would say when you're short on your and i would try to maybe not just do the exact sign for money but kind of make it a more fun you know bouncy sign or something got it okay so you're so with asl it there's also some essence and like a vibe yes that you're getting with it so for there are some um musical artists that are now have taken to having translators. And I imagine then that they're likely also using ASL versus these other types. Interpreters. Okay. Yes. Yes. Interpreters. Um, They're, yes. All of the ones I've seen years and years ago. This is like 25 years ago. I saw somebody do a, um, it was a Christmas carol, but they did it. In a, it without without changing the words, okay, uh, to an ASL version, and it was really confusing to somebody who knew sign language. So I, I yeah, you can't do it word for word, or it, it has to be the idea, the concept, yep, um, that you're because that's what you're doing when you yeah. sign. Interesting, and typically with somebody that is deaf or, or hard of hearing, they may with music. Uh, get like an underlying like bass or beat or whatever it is. And yes. so then they can uh, use and engage other senses. And then along with the interpreter, really get a gist for what's happening in the music. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's, it. I, I took a bunch of kids when I was teaching down in Los Angeles um, to a Kodo drum concert. Okay. They were taking all of the fifth grades, and I had fifth grade, fifth and sixth grade, and so my principal said, "You're going." And some other teachers, well, why does she get to go? Her kids can't hear it, and it's mm. okie dokie. Uh, so that was, you know, that was the perception. And we went, and all the kids, a um, couple had balloons. Um, holding a balloon can, you know, do that. Some kids just had paper between their hands, okay, because that's. What we could get. And so it was, but they could also feel it and they could feel the, the thumping on the ground. Yeah. And, and it was, they just thought it was absolutely amazing. Interesting. So the movement, the vibration of the balloon or the paper mm-hmm. in their hands helped them appreciate what was happening. That's really cool. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, uh, so being a legal recruiter uh, didn't allow you to be seen and heard, if you will. Correct. So you pursued something different. I love the connection to, I have this whole philosophy about how, you know, when we're a certain age, there's things that uh, we are impacted by or things that we like to do or how we like to play and that there's a thread, however thin it may be, to our adult choices and that the closer or the stronger that thread is, uh, 
to who we were or how we played or what impacted us, probably the happier we are in what we do as Agree. adults. Agree. Yes, right? definitely. So uh, interesting. Okay. So then um, moving from that, then what was your next? Well, I, um, I got a job working for Los Angeles Unified School District as a teacher of the deaf and was given a class with 12 deaf kids, one from Russia that had been here maybe three months and profoundly deaf. Wow. Um, and, um, a deaf assistant and I had had one sign language, one formal sign language class through graduate school. So for the year, I had done my teaching at the California state school for the deaf in Riverside. I just lived out there for eight weeks and. Wow. Immersive. Really immersive. (laughs) So between that and then my assistant, John, um, I was, I learned so much so fast. I had to. But I said I would when I took the job. Right. So with the Russian student, then, are you essentially, like, teaching him or her, like, English and, like, and was there any prior uh, communication at all if they were that profoundly deaf? Then did they have language skills? I never saw a language skill. I got He didn't speak with me, uh, but he did. He giggled. Um, and we, for about a month, my assistant, John, and I just kept trying to connect with him and we, we could through math a little bit because he knew numbers and the numbers are the same. Right. So that was fine. Okay. Um, and then one day John, they went to the library and came back and, and he came up to me in this just cute little thing and he showed me and it was a book and it had English, Spanish, French, German, I don't even remember. And then the last one was Russian. And so he would point to the tree, and then I would sign tree, and then he would show me their sign. Oh. And it was like all of a sudden, okay, wait a minute. You all are trying to teach. Okay. Okay. Yep. And he, he, it was really like an aha an moment An explosion for him. then. Mm-hmm. So uh, that leads me to another question is, um, are all of the different types of language that you mentioned. You mentioned oral. You mentioned C, which is the signing exact English, mm-hmm. um, which I'm going to get to my question. You mentioned the pigeon ASL and ASL. Yes. Um, is ASL the only universal language, like in terms of regardless of what country you're in, because there's some languages that have more letters? and There are different sign languages for each country. Wow. Yes. Wow. But what's interesting is there is kind of a, a I don't know, worldwide, and, and they, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've read some um, studies, but also um, watched some shows, and, and there's a great TED Talk out with Niall DeMarco, and he talks about how he would go to different countries, and he didn't feel like he had it as hard because he was reading their body language, their facial expressions, like what they were doing, like following their eye. And Contextual he, Clues. Yes. And yeah. so he um, he tells a great story. I'm not going to tell you it, but he tells a great story about how he helped to an English speaking gentleman and an Italian and because he could see from their body language what they were trying to do. And he went up and he got a piece of paper and he wrote something down and yep and yep. And it just. Interesting. Yeah. That's it's cool. Really, it's really a neat TED talk and it's 20 minutes. I think everybody should go. What's check. his name again? Niall DeMarco. Okay. Interesting. Um, Okay. So that had to have, those 12 students had to have really shaped your experience. Were they uh, 
elementary school? Were they a whole range? It was fifth and sixth grade. Okay. Is what I was. Wow. So was that then kids throughout the whole district that? From a certain area. Okay. So within, you know, Route 4 or whatever. Um, But it was a pretty big area. Um, Deafness is considered a low incidence handicapping. And so they're saying that there's not a lot, but there really are a lot. Um, But this is like in the school system, they'll say that. Sure. Um, And so they bring them in. Most of the kids that came to my program were probably 15 miles from their home, 20 20 minutes, 25. Okay. So, yeah. So, interesting. Okay. All right. So, then what was the next? Like, then where'd you go? Uh, So, I worked at LA Unified for a couple of years, and I grew up in LA and was just done with being there um, and moved back. I'd gone to the University of Washington for my undergraduate. Okay. So, I moved back to Seattle, and I worked um, in some schools doing teaching a deaf classroom, teacher of the deaf. So most of these kids, for various variety of reasons, wouldn't spend the whole day in a general education setting for some reason or another. Okay. Um, Whether it be that they didn't get language till later in life. Okay. um, Or co-occurring Or something, yes, or something happened, meningitis. Okay. Um, So there's a whole variety of reasons something could happen. And um, yeah, I imagine. Um, hold your thought where nope, you are. Nope, I imagine that um, how someone becomes hard of hearing or deaf changes, and it impacts the experience then that they're going to have with their education. Like if they've ever heard the sound of a human voice, or you know, if they can hear partially, or if some accident occurred, or something, a sickness or illness, and. Uh, I imagine that that really changes how they communicate, how the family chooses to communicate, and uh, their experience with education. It very much so. There's so many different factors that go into it. Where, the, the, how accepting are the parents? How much time do they have? Is it what? What are their belief system? It all comes down to that. How do they feel with that child, and what do they want to do? It, it's their decision. Um, and I learned a lot about this as I was teaching in a. Um, self-contained classroom. Mm -hmm. I also started working at Children's Hospital um, as an early intervention specialist. So birth to three, the program at the John Tracy Clinic for my graduate school had, it was three to five, but they also had a, what they called family school. And so once a week, we'd take birth to five, usually birth to three, kids would come in. Um, And so we were also considered an early childhood center. Okay. Which is... Something that's so interesting to me, you and I were talking about uh, this when I was like, hey, come on the show and talk about this stuff. Um, the number of uh, parents that are younger than us, younger generation, that are now starting to utilize uh, signs with their children. And I didn't realize uh, what the reason was or why it was a good thing. And you explained that. So explain a lot of times, um, kids are listening from the minute they're born. So if, even if you had a child who, who lost their hearing at 10 months for some reason, medication, meningitis, whatever the reason is, they have that hearing knowledge in there. And that's, that's not going to just fly away. Mm-hmm. That's going to remain there for a while. Um, and then our, our children are listening to us, our voices, they're watching our lips, mm-hmm. all those kind of things. 
And it takes till they're about, what, one and a half to two before they finally start using those words. Using your vocal box is is a learned thing. That's why kids start babbling. They're okay. trying to figure it out. And they when they make a noise, that noise is just a noise for a while. And then it'll start honing in. Um, but it's not something that they're just born with. Like, oh, okay, let's turn the switch. Right. So um, a lot of times sign language... It's a it's a gross motor skill like signing. Excuse me, it's not gross. It's a you know there's fine motor skills and gross right. motor skills. So they're bigger <laughs> things, right? Bigger signs, bigger movements, and uh, not, uh, some of them are very fine motor skills. Um, but like the alphabet, but bigger signs kids can do like the sign for more. So many people do that, and so many people use and it. Thank you, and like all thank done. You. Yeah, please. All those are really great, mom. Um, it just it's easier for the kids to use their hands than it is to use their vocal box while they're still trying to put it all together. Interesting. So that's why it's, a lot of I, I it see up. it, yeah, now so much more mm-hmm. than I ever had before. And not for kids exclusively that are deaf or that are uh, hard of hearing. Right. Um, like, you know, it's everybody. Yeah. And it's such a cool uh, a way to reinforce that language and, you know, to be saying it. So to create words with emotions. And I mean, let's face it, we could all use, um, we could all stand to use less, some lessons on some basic sign, right? Yes, I think so. I, it's just, it's a language that's, it's, it's American sign language. So it's, it's used here. It's used across the country. There are different areas of the country where we're going to have different slang or a different word for something or different sign. We have salmon up here, so we're going to maybe have more signs for salmon than somebody in, you know, Michigan. Right. I don't have salmon or whatever. Right, right. Um, so there's going to be differences like that. But on the whole, it's American Sign Language is across yep. everything. Okay. All right. So uh, so, so the, the job that you had. I morphed into, um, I worked just a couple years here in the schools and then uh, worked for children's. And had this wonderful administrator who, who has since retired, but she was amazing. And she would um, always wanted to do more with an early intervention program. She also fought for getting newborn hearing screenings. Um, and so she focused on the zero to three because they are finding out now, and this is the federal government, is finding out that, oh, when you give kids access to language at an earlier point, they don't need as much help later on in life. Right. So Which affects the bottom line for yes. government programs, et cetera, yes. et cetera. So it benefits the newborns and the babies, the families, yes. and also the bottom line. Right. So win, win, right. win. So when, and I, I worked at uh, the Seattle Children's One. Um, I was there for about eight years. And um, then had my children stayed home. Yep. Um, and so I've just gotten back in the last couple of years to teaching sign language at one of my local middle schools. I mean, you hit the ground. And then, I sort of feel like you have me a little bit to blame for this because I think that you started doing some work with Pacific Learning Academy. Yes. Who uh, there are our high schools that are in uh, the district that we're in, which is in the Issaquah School District. I uh, Students do have to take a language, but they can choose to take ASL because yes. it is, in fact, a language. Yes. And so um, so students that needed that extra support and tutoring can go to Pacific Learning Academy. Yes. And so I think you found uh, your way back to it 
with some of that. That's exactly what I did, realizing I didn't lose it all. You think after God, 15, 18 years, okay, I'm sure I've lost all of it. But when you talk, even as, you know, like your buddy, you'll talk and, you know, you'll sign some things without even realizing it. And you did that even before you started to get back into I it. I use my hands and talk. I always have. Yeah. So, oh, yes. It's very cool. Um, thank you. Um, Okay. I want to take a quick break here. And then, you know, that kind of brings us up to, yep. like, the evolution of next. Sally <laughs> and where – and where it's taken you. So keep listening to Stacy Connects and uh, keep learning more about uh, the deaf and hard of hearing and the different uh, languages and opportunities that they have now. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered working with an image consultant or stylist, but were worried about what the experience would be like? If that sounds like you, then Michael Bruce Image Consulting is here to help. They've worked with thousands of people, and many of those individuals have shared their experiences by way of style stories. Go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com slash style stories and check out what their delighted clients have to say about their experiences. Stacy Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Stacy Connects. I am Stacy Heller, and joining me today is my friend Sally Porter. And uh, it's amazing how uh, I know your story generally, but I finally have the opportunity to like have it in a chronological order. And uh, so I think this is the first time that we've like ever gone through the whole thing, right. which kind of brings us to where you are now. And I would imagine that once you kind of outed yourself that like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm back and my kids are now starting to launch and they don't need me as much in the day to day, that people come out of the woodwork and find you. Yes. It is, is that interesting the way that you, you connect with people. Well, I mean, it's it's you have a very needed and niche ability. Yes. Very. It's not popular. Um, yeah. Which is sad. Um, I, I, after being gone from the workforce for almost 20 years and going back and thinking, do I really want to take on, I could just teach sign language or do something like that and not take on being involved in that. But I had so many wonderful experiences and my assistant that I had that first one, John, we're still friends. And he was just so amazing that I thought, I hope I helped someone like him. Now, he didn't need any help. He was graduated with a master's in art, and he was one of 15 kids. Wow. And, yeah, so he knew how to survive. Wow. 
Uh-huh. Only only deaf child. Amazing. I yeah. Just so his mom was like, righty, let's figure this out. Love that. And yeah. So um just met so many amazing people that I wanted to be part of it more. So um when our um director of special services said our teacher of the deaf has quit. Is there any chance that you'd come back? Um, I said, sure, let's do it. I'd always loved it, loved the people, loved the language, loved everything. Well, you're so creative about it. You and I would go on walks and you were like, okay, you know, I'm, I, it's yes for a lot of these uh, kids and families. It's a, it's, it's a modality of communication. Yes. And you know, like, let's bring some, you know, some interest and some variation and some life to it and have some fun with it. And so your enthusiasm translates. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I I love it. And I and so I I started doing that. And just before that came in, um, that position, it was during the pandemic. And I got a phone call from um, a couple that I had met the previous drop-off at school. Um, My son and their daughter were at, they were from Southern California, um, and they were both going to the University of Oregon, um, and go Ducks. The, um, (laughs) we, we thought, okay, well, we'll get together when we move them in and just say hi. And I had met them. Um, Their daughter went to school with my niece um, at, at, in LA. So we met um, and hung out for the evening and Leaf and Katie, wonderful, and my husband and I. And then um, it was about the shutdown happened, and it was about June, so nine months later, uh-huh. that I got a telephone call from um, my sister, and she said, Leaf and Katie want to talk to you. And I thought, what happened? Like, I, their daughter, I know she she changed to a different program, so she wasn't even there, so it wasn't like she and my son dated or I, right. something weird like, happened. Like, and, <laughs> Like, I'm like, okay. What did I do? I know, that's, you just go to, what, did, what happened? What did I do? I'm sorry. Um, and she said, no, I told them that you were a teacher of the deaf. And they said they really want to talk to you. Okay. And so, long story, um, Leaf had um, a medical emergency and was in the hospital. And he um, was thinking about people communicating. And he thought, okay, I'm okay here. And they have a Spanish interpreter, but they don't have, and he was thinking, and he's like, there's no sign language. Mm-hmm. What do they do? And um, so he, I think, started just mulling that around in his head. And um, then he wanted to get involved um, in the community. And so he started talking to people. In, um, I imagine, the, like, deaf and hard of hearing community. Yes. And realized that, hey, out of all there's of the... There's a need. There's a need. I mean, like... There, there are services out there, but there wasn't an encompassing an encompass, encompassing service or um, a place where they could... Everyone could communicate in, in different ways, but in the same place. And I'll make, that'll make sense. Yep. Okay. Um, so they called me, and we were chatting about our kids, and then... Um, they said, can you tell us about what you've done with the deaf community? So I did, and I told them everything, and I said, okay, why? <laughs> and they had been working with a couple other people on this app that they wanted to get out to the deaf community, so they wanted 
me to also come on board um, and just help in any way that I could. Um, so that was in, t- let's see, first time I talked to him, I think, was in 2000. And um, so that's where Tiv comes in. Yes, that's where Tiv is. So Tiv comes from creative, imaginative, supportive, um, all those words that have Tiv on them. They're, they're, they're emotions, they're where you, they're what you do, they're who you are sometimes. Right. Um, active, actions. Action. Right. There's another one too that has them both. Well, communicative. Anyway. There we go. Yes. So, so it was built, it's an app that was built um, by the deaf community. And their family and their colleagues and friends. And we had um, CODA, which are children of deaf adults. Mm-hmm. Um, we had deaf. We had interpreters all vetting in every pro- every sense of the process. So um, really trying to think of from every standpoint. Yes. Like, you know, however, wherever you are in the process, where whichever modality you choose to use. Um, Whether you were a beginner, you were yep. really advanced, it didn't matter. Okay. So we wanted that to be part of it. Um, it is a, a technologically advanced app. It, it's it's a um, it has four parts to it. So it's not just calling in and getting a interpretation. So or, this is or, like just to for people that let me give the the basic, and then I want you to explain all the different aspects. So this is sort of like I find myself in a situation where. Uh, I'm in some situation that I haven't expected to be in, like a medical emergency, or uh, I find that it turns out that the something or other that I signed up for, they said that there was going to be somebody that could interpret, but they're mm-hmm. not there or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So one of the ideas, is, the idea behind this is then to connect somebody who is deaf or hard of hearing with a wider community so that they can... Yes. Continue to be active, communicative, yes. innovative, be all the ifs yes. or the tivs that they are. Connective. Um, exactly. Okay. Yes. So there's four parts to it. Yep. And um, one part is the TIV hub, which has current news content. It is updated daily. It is focused on the deaf and hard of hearing communities and CODAs. Um, so all the topics there. Um, it has... Um, different choices for you to make in subject area. So you won't see everything if you have no interest in, off, I don't know, um, off-roading or whatever. Right. You, you don't have to, but you can select, oh, I'm more interested in education and cooking and whatever. Right. Um, and so it'll it'll focus you in on those. Okay. Um, and then there's the TIV mix, which is with your friends. So it's where you post things. You have your friends, and then there's also the whole community. Okay. So you can look at both. But if, you, if you're one of those people who thinks, I want it clean, cut, I just want to know what my friends are doing. You can have that. Okay. Um, so this is like sharing. Uh, this isn't like uh, necessarily like texting platform. It's like a sharing content. Yes. And like, oh, I read an article in the hub and this is interesting. Or I learned something that's even outside of the hub. Let me share with you what I've learned. Or... Um, you know, hey, I'm going through this right now. What do y'all have to say about it? Yes. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. Yes. So that's the the mix. What's really fun and cool is um, we were able to, as you see on like Facebook, you have like, yep, uh, love, laugh, yeah. 
whatever. Right. I can't remember right yeah. now. Yeah, thumbs down and yeah. like all those. We have done those, but they are signing emojis. So you can look at them and you can um, see, and they're they're moving. So there's love, like, dislike, amazing. Um, it has, of course. Now I'm like, but there's there's quite a few of them. There's a pride one. Okay. There's a um, support one. Um, there's oh, that's so cool. So, so you, that you can react and like. Mm-hmm. So now we're engaging, and I mean, even if you're a beginner. You're okay. She's handing me her phone. Let's see. I forgot to show her before. Oh, that's so cool. So they're they're all signing whatever it is. So like and then dislike. Their colors are kind of associated too, where we tried. Yeah, this Um, is really cool. So for listeners, it's basically like a um, an animated smiley face with a little arm or hand that is signing whatever it is. And as Sally said, there is. Uh, you know, colors and such associated. So it's kind of like when you go to a parking lot and you're like, I'm on floor two and it's red. It's you're creating all different kinds of associations then, yes. like the color and the sign and you're reinforcing all yes. of this. For those who don't sign or are just starting and then for the, the you know, your family or CODA or your friends or what they know, but maybe other people don't. And there's a lot of people that are there who want to learn. And there are some great places you can learn on on the Internet. Um, the one thing I would say, though, is it, it's great. And, yes, it'll give you a good base. But really the best way to learn is is talking to somebody or signing with them or just seeing them. It, it's just because it's a it's a. Well, it goes back to the repetitive thing, right? Yes. Well, and it goes back to just it's it's it in itself. You need everything. Um, so sometimes watching a video or, or it doesn't get the flow of conversation going right? as much. Well, and, and that back and forth contextual clues that we were talking about. Yes. Okay. So there's, um, so there's the TIV hub. There's the TIV mix. mix. Then there's also the um, TIV chat, which is like texting. Oh, okay. And you can do anybody on your friends list and you can add people. Uh, so I could, hey, Stacy, did you see... Blah, blah, blah. Or can you pick up blah, blah, blah. Okay. And it's a, that is an instant, like, text message. Got it. And so you'll get that notification on your phone just like you would right. a, a regular text message. Okay, and, cool. and then there's one more. But th- the reason for doing this, even though we have those capacities, it's all in one program. Right. So you don't have to go back and forth between your messaging, your news. Your th- it's all in one place. Right. And it's just there in that one app. Which is so amazing. Makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, when the... Deaf community calls in and they need like a, an interpreter or something. There's one phone number to call one system. There's another phone number or their phone number is different for different systems. So yep. it's just it gets to be a lot. This is one one stop shop. Amazing. Altogether. Okay. So and then what's the fourth part? The fourth part is and it's we we have gone through we're, we're testing it right now. Um, it's um, through the FCC. Mm-hmm. We've been being vetted for over a year now, I believe. Um, and we're almost to the end. So this is right now we're having some testing. Okay. Um, but we've gone through everything else. So it's it's called TIV Connect. It will be HIPAA compliant. Okay. Um, it has it lets members con- connect with the live certified ASL interpreter anytime, anywhere for anything. Um, from a doctor's appointment to roadside emergency, parent teacher conference, job interview. 
and that will have immediate access to somebody on demand if they need it. So, so you like can FaceTime. schedule or you can call and say, my car just broke down. I need to get a tow truck here. Um, and you've got that service. Oh, that's great. Yes. Okay. Um, easy communication, easy access, all those things. Um, made me think of one more thing that I thought, oh, I got to make sure I add that. But uh, that has got to be key because, right, like on our phone, we can do like Google, uh, you know, interpret or whatever it is. Uh, however, if we're in the United States and we've got American Sign Language, like, OK, you're from wherever it is, you can do a, that kind of translation. American Sign Language, there's such like a misunderstanding and uh, miseducation about this. So to be able to uh, go to this connect within um, the TIV app and say, as you say, like, okay, I'm, I'm stuck. My car is not starting and, you know, I need to, to interact with this person or I'm, headed to a doctor's appointment. And so the fact I understand now why it needs to be HIPAA compliant, because mm-hmm. you've got somebody that is now in the room with you, essentially, yes. sharing information. Yes. Um, and so that's why you would have to go through all of the testing and, and so on and so all forth. All that vetting, too. Yes. It's very much it's it's interesting because there's different places where it's um, it's so needed because there just aren't there aren't interpreters. There aren't people out there there and they're. They're then left to, as if I'm sure when you've seen the movie Coda, mm-hmm. and I don't know who all has seen it, but there's a scene where she takes her parents to the doctor, and it's very awkward. Oh, it, yeah. And I, I just thought to myself, well, yeah. And that, and I knew that was how it happened. I knew that was how it, it worked, but still. It, it brought even, it to life. Mm-hmm. And my husband looked at me and went, no. And I said, mm-hmm. That doesn't, it didn't surprise me in any way because I was like, yep, that's what happens. And it shouldn't. And that is one of the reasons that that Leaf and everybody on the the, the tiv, whole team, everywhere, yeah. the whole team is are so excited. Like we have got to get this out there and get this to people. And well, and the fact that uh, you don't need to be a certain socioeconomic place. No, nope, it is, and it's in the App Store right now. It just doesn't have that fourth connect yet, and that button will hopefully go live soon. Um, and we're also, um, one of the things that we've done too is, um, we're going to be in some retail and hospitality venues. So, um, hotels, um, you know how they have those, those big, they're called noble glass, like a big door. Yeah. And you, one of the options will be to be able to touch it and you will, our app is there and you'll touch it and it'll pull up an interpreter for you. So oh, if you cool. need a reservation or you need something that for some reason there's a breakdown going on. Sure. Um, You've got somebody there and they can, how can I help you? And figure things out. That's amazing. So, yes. I love this. Okay. Very exciting. Sorry. No. <laughs> I, we only have a minute left. Um, So I want to give you that minute to tell people, A, uh, I imagine that you don't need to be deaf or hard of hearing uh, or hearing impaired in any way nope. to download this and just learn more about it. And so share with people where they can find it. If you if you want to find out, everything is on our website, which is TIV Technology. So T-I-V-E and then the word technology dot com. Well, that's easy. And yes. then you can go there and download the app from there, I imagine. Download the app. And if you have any questions, we are always checking. And when people submit questions to us, we get back to you. We try within 
48 hours at the latest. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing! Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I this I it's so exciting to see your passion come to life and uh, and to see how it has been in service to this whole community and how important Thank it you. is. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Sally. Uh, we will see you next week. Remember, everybody, stay connected.